0: Let's go ahead and bring in the first one and that is Weather Optics founder and CEO Scott Pecorello. Scott, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So so for folks who may not be familiar with you, may not be familiar with with Weather Optics, give us a little background on on who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're a weather intelligence company. Uh, we work specifically in supply chain. So um, what's unique about us is that we don't give regular weather forecasts. So we don't say it's going to rain or going to snow. We translate weather data into terms and insights that are super easy for, uh, supply chain and logistics companies to, to really understand.
0: What's the, wh- what's the difference between, I guess, weather forecasting and then translating it for the audience or for the, your, your Great users? Great question.
1: Yeah. So it's like a couple step process, right? The first is the, the weather data. So we take a ton of weather data. And then we actually marry it with supply chain data. So telematics data, business impact data, geospatial data. And what we get from that is these translated insights, uh, these risk scores that we produce. So we'll tell you how dangerous the road conditions are or how delayed a shipment might be uh, or the chances of power outages. So it's really about taking that raw weather data and making it into something that's tangible that anyone can use and, and use really easily.
0: What I guess is, what's your background? How did you how did you found th- this this company? Was uh, weather in your background? Was it a career choice for you? Why why Weather Optics?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I was uh, I am a, a huge weather nerd my entire life, so that was always my thing. I was fascinated by the weather, uh, and I love startups too. And so, actually, during college, I, I started Weather Optics, um, and you know, it's it's exactly what I wanted to do. And we saw this need in the industry where a lot of people were impacted by weather, but didn't understand how they were impacted and didn't know what to do with that kind of raw weather data. So um, that was really the basis for for starting the company.
0: And so when you talk about that raw weather data, like how does, I guess, weather data fit into, say, maybe a broker's daily role or a carrier's daily role? Are they Are they checking weather optics first and then, you know, they're planning out their route? Like how does it fit into their day?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So um, you know, ETAs is a big part of, of what we do. Um, so weather obviously impacts uh, the ability for a truck to get from point A to point B. Um, and so a, a broker or, uh, you know, a route planner or anyone in the industry who's trying to get a sense of how delayed their shipments might be um, can come to Weather Optics and, and get a weather adjusted ETA. So we'll tell you how delayed a shipment might be from normal due to the weather. Um, we also help with pricing, right? So um, weather is affected by supply, uh, supply and demand. Um, and so you can use weather optics and the risk scores to get a sense of if you should be moving price points um, based off of upcoming upcoming weather conditions.
0: And so with those weather conditions, I mean, I, I, I'm from Florida, so I hardly ever trust the actual weather report because I, I know that it could be raining for 20 minutes on my side of town and it can be perfectly sunny or it really could be raining in the front yard and then sunny in the backyard how do you I guess a- accommodate those different weather patterns all throughout the United States?
1: yeah it's a challenge right and, and weather data is only so good it's gotten a lot better over the last you know decade but um, we take a number of weather computer forecasting models, Um, And we we kind of blend them and we adjust them and and optimize them for accuracy. So um, those kind of small scale events that you're talking about, um, those are challenging. Uh, And we have a way of taking some of these, they're called mesoscale weather computer forecasting models uh, and learning the biases of them, right? And then correcting to make sure that if we said it's going to rain somewhere, it doesn't rain. Um, you know, we don't make that mistake again in the future. So, a lot goes into the kind of R and D and the initial weather engine that that we produce that runs all of our all of our insights.
0: You mentioned small scale weather transa- or weather interactions. I guess is maybe the right right phrase for it. Are there large scale? Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of weather events are you looking for?
1: Yeah, um, I would say we're mostly used for these larger scale events. So you can think of larger scale as like a major hurricane or a snow event. Um, or some kind of wind event, and then the mesoscale events are more of like those pop-up showers that you get in Florida that you were talking about, or a line of thunderstorms. So those are a lot harder to predict and, and we've gotten a lot better at them. Um, but the larger scale events tend to be what's more impactful to supply chains. So you know imagine a hurricane right coming through Florida and all the the impacts that that has on warehouse facilities uh, and supply chain managers and logistics in general, right? So um, that tends to be where our data is most useful.
0: And so when you're getting this data and then it's getting sent to the end user, what what kind of actionable is it actionable next steps? Are you helping them, you know, maybe go to another route? How does it work once you get that data and you send that alert out? What what does that next step look like for both Weather Optics and the and the person on the receiving end?
1: Yeah, a lot of what we do is is we're giving these companies the tools to make those decisions, right? So, mm-hmm. we'll tell you that there's going to be high road danger between, you know, these two points along a route. Um, or 20% of customers are going to lose power. And we're now working on taking the next step, which is you know intelligent recommendations. So saying that actually this alternative routing option is better, and you'll have a quicker travel time, um, or that you should shut down these operations at this time at this location. So it really started off by just giving them the tools to make decisions. And now we're starting to get into the, the area where we're more comfortable of, of actually recommending actions you could take, which is really exciting and something that you know, other weather providers uh, aren't really able to do right now.
0: And so when you are, what does the weather optics team look like? Are you guys all like meteorologists? Are you data scientists? Is it kind of a combination of the two?
1: Yeah, a combo of the two. We're very uh, data meteorology heavy, uh, if that makes sense. So um, that's really the background of of most of the company. and, And we're really working on just building these super innovative, intelligent products. Um, And so that's why the company is kind of shaped that way, right, with a lot of these engineers and and data scientists who are um, working to make these, these products possible.
0: And then uh, another interview that I I heard you on, you said you use route-based insights um, and that weather data is very accurate, 48 hours out. So if if I'm route planning, how should I, if I'm using your service, how should I, I guess, maybe map out my day? If I'm trying to route plan for three days out, should I maybe try doing that two days out or the day of just to be safe to avoid weather delays?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the, the optimal time to do a lot of that planning with our weather insights is within that three-day window. Um, we have insights out to seven days, but as you can imagine, the five, six, seven-day forecast sometimes changes from time to time. Um, so using our data for route planning within you know three or so days uh, is really the optimal kind of timeframe to use it. And at that point, you'll be able to get an understanding of, hey, this route here is going to be delayed by this much, um, and these are the actions that I should take because of that.
0: Now, I, another part of that interview that I heard you mention is that one of your, your top customers is like a, a meal delivery uh, platform. Are those the types of customers that you, you find real success with as far as like using weather optics? Or is it, you know, is there another commodity or another type of shipment that that works the best for for weather optics?
1: Yeah, shippers are definitely, you know, on the top of the list, right? So anyone who's mm-hmm. delivering food or a crucial product across the country or across the world, um, they get a lot of value out of understanding when delays are going to happen. A new area of focus for us has been uh, in the carrier and, and, and asset space as well. So you can think of massive trucking companies, right, who have uh, thousands of shipments that they're that they're delivering every day. Um, that's also a really good customer for us because they can get a sense of which of my sh- shipments are going to be delayed and how am I going to have to change uh, the routes for, for some of my drivers. Um, so that's, I would say, a newer focus of ours, and, and we're having a lot of success uh, in that area as well.
0: What about you guys as, as far as like the the company in general? So you're you're providing all of this different data right now. W- what do those next steps look like? Can you get better data? Can you add more, I guess, insights into your your, your data stream? What does I guess maybe the next few years look like for weather optics?
1: Yeah, we want to be really good in, in supply chain logistics, right? And, and we've made a lot of strides mm-hmm. to get there. But our route-based products can have so many more additions to them, and really cover all of the risks that weather can present. So, for example, that that route route-based product that's called Right Route. Um, the main component of that is this weather ETA, how delayed our shipment's going to be. But we also have things like a, a tipping index. So, is there a chance that my truck's going to roll over, um, or a temperature oh, wow. threshold index? So, um, you know, is there going to be some kind of extreme heat? Um, that's gonna change the mode of transportation that I'm using. So we can get really detailed uh, in the analysis that we that we give. And, and that's I think an exciting, you know, short, medium-term step for us. And then beyond that, we want to expand, you know, outside of supply chain as well. There's a lot of industries, as you can imagine, that would benefit from these kind of insights. And so I think when you look two, three, four years down the line, um, we want to be in all of those places as well.
0: And so, with your 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 planning and your business structure, are are you guys only based in the U.S. or Are you providing these weather reports all over the globe?
1: Yeah, we recently ha- um, have have produced and and global data, which is super exciting. So, um, primarily our customers are North America and Europe, um, but we now have global data available. So that obviously expands the opportunities, and and even some of our U.S. based companies, right? They have operations everywhere. So um, that was a huge important step for us and. Uh, a very challenging step to make sure that our data was going to be as accurate and as good, not only in the U.S. but but around the world as well.
0: And, and you've mentioned data a bunch because it's uh, naturally that that's where you know the I guess the the bulk of your business comes from. But where does that data come from? Is there like you know how people say like big pharma or you know. Uh, I don't know, big eggs, whatever. Um, but with the weather in particular, yeah, yeah. is there like one company that controls all of the weather data? Or there may be a handful of companies? Or is it like a bunch of satellites that you can tap into? Give us a sense on where the data is actually coming from.
1: Yeah, there are these supercomputer models that are located kind of all over the world. And there's, you may have heard, there's an American one, there's a European one, um, there's other global ones. And so Um, A lot of those are are free resources for us to tap into, and a lot of other weather companies do this as well. So um, we tap into a lot of that computer modeling, um, and then we have other different sources that we pull from as well. So we go beyond just the weather data. So that's kind of the basis. And then we, like I mentioned before, we pull in geospatial data. So what's the elevation in this area? How far is this area from a river? You know, How susceptible is this area to snow? Um, So all of those different data points come in. Um, and we're using all of those to kind of create our our products, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, that's super cool. I didn't know that there was like different, you know, data stations set up all over the globe. I imagine, you know, satellites play a role in that. What about from the local level too? I You know, there, there's one person that I follow that they really prioritize getting the dash cams of, of the weather conditions from drivers on the road. Is that in the works for you guys? Or is that more of just, a, you know, hey, here's a first person view of, of what the weather looks like where I'm at?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, we want to get better at at you know the, the data that we pull in, and so having that kind of you know dashboard cam uh, data and and other sources from telematics, we already have you know a couple partners in the space that we're collecting data from actual vehicles um, on. But getting better at that and the hyper localized data is super important. Um, there's a lot of people that care about the real time, you know, what's happening outside right now and how is my vehicle being impacted, um, and particularly the, in the autonomous space, right? So um, these driverless mm-hmm. trucks, um, that kind of data is, is super, super important to them.
0: Oh, that's super interesting. I didn't even think about it from the autonomous angle that they're, you know, they're pretty much data companies in and of themselves. So using more data to help route better route plan and, you know, prepare for these, you know, crazy conditions that might arise exactly. seems like a, you know, a good problem to be on top of. All right, Scott, what, what else should we know? Uh, places where we can follow you and your work, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if you're interested in, in learning more about the data that we provide, follow us on LinkedIn or reach out to us directly, uh, weatheroptics.co. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for for having me on.
0: Awesome. Super fascinating conversation. Good luck and and, and keep us updated with, with how the, I guess, the weather world is holding up because you guys are, it feels like you guys are doing a good job. appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch, where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Bromleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!